0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Views on View. This week on our panel, we have View Core contributor Chris Fritz. Hello. I'm Charles Max Wood from DevChat.tv. We've got a couple of guests with us. We have Thorsten Lundborg. Close enough. Also core team member. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The H is silent. Yeah. Thorsten. Thorsten. Oh, okay. And Fan. Hi.
1: Uh, are you also on the
0: core team? Yeah, I am. On
1: those uh, I. Well, I'm kind of invisible. <laughs> he does a, invisible. Lot. A, lot, a lot of
2: docs work. Nice.
0: Hey, folks, I just want to let you know quickly about Netlify. Netlify is a really cool system for hosting what are traditionally known as static sites. However, the real benefit that I've been finding is that I don't have to mess with a backend. I can just set things up. I build the website out. I've been using a system called Djs And you just deploy it. And then anything that you have that you want to do, you can do on the front end. So if you want to pull in some kind of database with Firebase or something else, if you want to collect form data, Netlify provides all kinds of services that make it easy to do all that stuff. If you're trying to do serverless, they have a really, really neat serverless setup that will allow you to deploy your websites without having to deploy a backend and it'll do some of the work for you. I just I just love it. So if you're looking for a way that you can actually deploy a website that only has front-end technology in it, gives you all the tools that you typically need for the back end without having to actually program the back end, then give them a try. Go check them out at netlify.com. So Chris, you you brought this one up. It was stuff that we don't like about Vue or stuff that drives us nuts about Vue. Yeah, just things we don't like about Vue.
2: And you know, partly to, you know, we, we often talk about features that that we really like and and how to use them. But just like any project, you know, and I'm sure people listening have had this experience like in their work building applications, like sometimes you come up with ideas that seem like a good idea at the beginning, and then you eventually begin to regret them. Or it, maybe it's something that like some people on the team like and some people have mixed feelings about. So we have three core team members here to you know, dish out the dirty details about some of the things that we don't like and some of the things that we notice uh, some people in the community don't like as well. Nice.
0: So I'm pretty new to Vue. Uh, I've done some pretty simple stuff, so it's pretty straightforward to me. I don't know if I've gotten deep enough to really have anything that drove me nuts. So I'll just chime in on the stuff that you guys hate. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. I think, I think
2: one of the biggest ones that is an unfortunate reality that uh, An was uh, talking to me about a little bit before the recording started uh, was the reactivity system. So there are some caveats. Uh, an, do you, do you want to go into more detail?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's documented on, on our website as well that because at least in our current version of, of Vue.js, the second Uh, Version because we we use the um, the uh, object and then define properties Uh, view cannot detect the uh, the property addition or deletion and uh, I personally I I, I don't get a a lot of a problem with with this but uh, this is something that basically uh, can be uh, considered a limitation of 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 view in this current form and. um, yeah, but in, in, in the next version of View in View 3, we will be replacing this with, uh, with a proxy, and this mutation will be gone anyway. So, well, there you have it.
2: Yeah, so currently in View 2, you have to use uh, view.set and view.delete in order to delete or add properties to an object or array. Uh, otherwise, View won't know that anything's changed, and it won't appropriately re render the, the pieces of your app that rely. On that data. But yeah, yeah. In, in Vue 3, at least for the people who are using modern browsers and can use the, the version of the reactivity system that uses proxies, they won't have to worry about this anymore, which is, which is really cool. Part of this, I have to admit, part of this is just so we can talk about cool stuff in Vue 3. Because <laughs> a lot of the things that, that we don't like about Vue 2, like we are, we are making better in Vue, Vue 3. You know, the opportunity to make some light-breaking changes also allows us to
0: fix some things that we don't like. Hey, at least you're not rewriting the framework. Not that I'm pointing fingers at any other framework out there. No, yeah, it's, it's definitely not a,
2: not a complete rewrite. It'll, it'll be a, a much gentler migration,
3: Well, uh, especially with some of the tooling. It's a, it's, a, it's a complete rewrite from the source, right? But not from... Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, the yeah, exactly.
0: If you can call out, though, like, hey, we're going to put this new feature in. If it's a breaking change, can you just call that out?
2: Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, we will. I mean, for going from view one to view two, I wrote a migration guide and a migration helper to list out all of the things that are changed and how to deal with them. And also the helper to scan your code base and automatically notify you of most of the things that would need to change in order to upgrade to the latest version. And we want to do the same thing with uh, Vue three, except make it even better, so that it can actually rewrite a lot of your code for you uh, if you give it permission to, so that you can you can migrate really really quickly. Like while your boss is on on her coffee break or something. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Yeah, some other things that that we don't like about Vue three. Torsten, do you want to? Or some things we don't like about Vue two rather. Uh, Torsten, do you want to go into one?
3: Yeah, I think one of the things that is uh, tripping me up quite often is um, that it's not really easy to to like uh, wrap a component transparently. So in React we have uh, well now React has... so fighting they... a bit with my cat. Sorry. Ah. For, for those for those you can't, who can't who
2: can't see, Torsten is really like literally fighting with his cat, who's uh, you know yeah,
3: she, the microphone just, and stuff. She's, she's little and she just uh, found my microphone cord very exciting, so we had to fight <laughs> over it. Anyway, so in Vue, um, we can do what React calls like higher order components in a way, but since we have a much uh, more uh, much more APIs, and since we have also different um like we have a lot more magic going on in a way right with like v model like uh, all the modifiers um that we're using and so forth and so in react you just have props so it's basically wrap this component in another component and just take all the props that you receive and pass them down and that's basically it right whereas in view we have the, the the props that you have defined you have like the attributes you have special class and style properties that are differently uh that are like taken care of differently you have the scope slots and the normal slots and so it's pretty listeners yeah so there's a lot of things to take into account just to wrap one component into another component transparently just to add a bit of like uh extra functionality around it
2: yeah so is that something that's getting better in Vue 3
3: well i think we are we're we're definitely trying to 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 make it better i don't I think we're, we're still discussing some of the changes that would be needed for this, like um, how we are treating um, the special class and style attributes, how we are treating um, the uh, passing down props. One of the things that's definitely getting mm-hmm. easier is today, uh, we, if we don't have props defined, then you, everything ends up in, in, the, in the attributes uh, property and you can't really distinguish it. Whereas now, you don't really have to define props on the wrapper. You can just take in everything uh, that the user defines or passes to the wrapper and pass it down to the children much more easily. Uh, I think this one we have figured out pretty well, but we're still in the. I think we're still debating some of the things, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, nothing is final until it's final. You know, until Vue three is released. But yeah, what's what's probably going to happen? You know, from our latest discussions is that like there'll be no more automatic attribute inheritance. Listeners will be included in actors because, you know, they will compile down essentially just to like on hyphen, whatever the event uh, attributes and class and style, which formerly has been an exception to disabling attribute inheritance will no longer be an exception, probably. Uh, that seems to be the consensus so far. That, you know, all of these things could change. But the, the result is that when people want a component or element to just transparently, like, inherit all of the attributes and events that the component doesn't care about, they can just add a vbind an adders. And that's the only thing you have to do.
3: Yeah, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, not excited. I'm pretty... Mm-hmm. interested in the feedback that we're going to get once we, are, uh, once we have put this into an RFC, right? Because personally, I'm also a bit torn because I really like the convenience of like being able to mm-hmm. like, uh, easily style a component by just defining attributes on it that are not props. But I see that this also isn't really as straightforward in V3 because we now will have fragments, right? We can't even rely on the fact that there will be a root element because in vue3 a component will be able to return multiple root elements so which one is supposed to inherit uh, the attributes that you define in the component
2: yeah which is already the case with functional components that right. use a render right. function right. right right you know so so this way we're just more explicit and that's that's one of the big trends that i'm seeing in vue3 like you know by making things simpler we're also making a lot of things more explicit so that some of the, the behavior now that is currently a little bit magical as you described yeah. is going to still be very easy but like not magic not not something that's happening in the background
3: it's something you made happen yeah but like i'm i'm i'm, I'm still pretty sure we have to like make this very transparent explain it very well like the the advantages because people like me who like to start uh, components this way will also be, why are you taking this away from me, right? So, so let's see.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't really see it as like taking something away from users, but allowing them to like decide and training them to decide yeah. like which is the element that should actually, which is the element yeah. of component that should actually like inherit everything.
3: Yeah. I, I'm playing a little bit of devil's advocate yeah. here, right? So... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Of course, I love it. You're, you're, right you're playing the grumpy German. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I have one more thing about the transparent components that, that I don't really like. Okay. Uh, so, so right now, like, when people want to add a listener to a root element, you know, unless we bind all listeners with Vyond listeners right now in Vue 2 to some element or component, then they have to use the native modifier. Yeah. And the native modifier basically does what attributes do by default, which is just allow you to listen to an event on the root element, which is a problem because it's not explicit. Like You can run into a lot of cases where like the child component doesn't realize that some parent somewhere cares about what its root element is. Yeah. And so for an input, for example, you might wrap that in a label and then all of a sudden when, you know, someone's listening for like a, a focus or blur event or something like that, that won't work as expected. Yeah. And, so, and so now it'll just be more explicit so that you'll define which element you want attributes and listeners to be passed to. And as part of that, we'll likely be removing the native modifier. I, I'd say almost definitely. I, I'd be very surprised if we didn't. You know so so people yeah. can't shoot themselves in the foot like that you know and, and make code that's harder to maintain
1: yeah well actually uh, Torsten's, um, uh point about the uh, the component kind of reminds me of one thing that i well I, I kind of say I dislike about Vue, but uh, and to be honest, I used to be a big fan of this thing, but the more I, I work with Vue, the, the more I come to kind of restrain from to you know, keep me away from, from using it, and it's the mixins in the yes The so we we all know what what mixins are like. Okay, it's like some your co your code snippets that can be used across components, which is super conveni- convenient and and easy to to be reused. But um, the tender mixins are pretty harder to 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 reason about, and uh, and it's very hard to to, to debug especially when, the, when, the, when your project get, get like scales up. And actually Dan from, uh, from the React team has a very uh, good article called Mixing is Considered Harmful. Uh, it's, it's like a two-year-old article, but the, every point there is still very valid and, and on point. Things like, okay, when, when you have a lot of mixing applied to the same component, you have a hard time trying to figure out where all these methods and computer parties and, and data and props come from. And you have like named classes and, and, and so on and so forth. So, well, uh, actually this is one of the points <coughs> that I, I'm, I'm making in, in one of my talks, if I'm giving talk in, 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 in the future. And uh, it's, it's like, be careful with, with mixings. And uh, instead of using mixings, uh, especially in, in bigger projects, we, we should consider using another way uh, to, to compose components. For example, we can use like higher order components, or we use slots, or we extract those methods in, in mixing into, into more reusable services. And um, yeah, in, 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 in uh, version three of, of, of Vue, we are having hooks. I'm not sure if we are still calling that hooks in...
2: Yeah, at least something inspired by the, the React Uh-oh. Hooks API. Yeah.
1: And, uh, and that would be a way for us to slowly move away from, from, from mixings. I, I, actually, mixins are, are still there in Vue in three, and uh, I think Evan has a very uh, good IPC about mixings already, um, how to use mixing in TypeScript. But still, personally, at least I would... Uh, I would keep uh, a distance from from mixins.
2: Yeah. So one of the dangers you're, you're talking about, you know, in, in mixins being difficult to reason about is that when you add a mixin to a component, you don't really have any indication, you know, just by looking at the component, like what that mixin is adding to the instance, like exactly. is it adding computed properties or methods or, or what? What exactly is going on there? Yeah, that's a case where it's very implicit. There's implicit behavior being added, but we don't know what.
1: Mm-hmm. And then because it's so easy to use mixing, people, uh, me, I got carried away. Like, okay, this is something that can be reused between the two components. Let's put it into the mixing, easy, that way. And as we move on, then we have a lot of mixings and no one can tell what is coming from, from where anymore. Yeah, when you're building apps... Do you often use mixins?
2: I do use mixins.